And now, Ravage Love. I was dreamy when I wrote this. Forgive me if it goes astray. But when I woke up this morning, could have sworn it was judgment day. The sky was all purple. There were people running everywhere, trying to run from the destruction. You know, I don't even care. Say 2000, zero, zero, party over, oops, at a time. It's the end of season three of Ravage Love. Hi, Julie. Hello, hello. We made it to season three. We survived two years of a pandemic. And we made it to season three of Ravage Love. I'm excited to go out with a bang to come back in February of 2022. But we had already planned this particular break. But timing was pretty good for you, Renee, because what happened to you? (laughs) I don't want to break, Julie. Because you're the trendsetter of the two of us. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> I caught the coronavirus and the most, like the newest coronavirus. I have Omicron. No big deal. Well, first of all, it's called Omicron, which I I've do been what co- I want. I've been corrected on this several times. Um, but yes, unfortunately, Renee, the real foundation of this podcast the voice that people most prefer to listen to the woman with the best laugh and the weirdest weirdest erotica <laughs> got the cocoa i did it got you, you. Know what? i like that bitch gonna, got you i'm gonna keep saying omnicron though because i like to think of it like an alien be like omnicron like it sounds better that way oh it sounds, it sounds very like terminator it sounds exactly it sounds like a transformer to me when you say that yes. and i don't hate it yeah yes. yeah yeah, yeah. I Fuck get it. everybody else who says it differently as somebody who has it. Um, I'm just going to say it like that because it feels right. You know what? Good for you. Good for you. Thank you so much. Because like you. neither of us are Greek. So who gives a shit if we say it wrong? But thankfully you are feeling okay. I am. Yeah. The kidlets got it first. Um, they definitely got it from, I'm going to say daycare because they hug there. Mm. Um. And I don't want to put any pressure on the schools. The schools here in, in Alberta, at least in Edmonton, have been phenomenal. They have fucking guns that they go into the classrooms with during breaks and fucking fog the rooms up with, like, disinfectant and shit. They're doing the most. Um, so there is no way my children caught this at school. They have to wear masks. They have to, like, not touch each other. They keep all of their school supplies in boxes under their chairs and their yeah. coats and shit on their on their on the chairs of their desk. So it wasn't at school. I guarantee you it was at daycare where they hug in. Mm. Yeah, they hug in there. So not chasing was a enough daycare. at daycare. Okay. Well yes, but for those of you who are worried, my daughters were sick for four days approximately each. And only one of them caught a fever. Only one of them had a sore throat, separate kids. Like it was extremely mild and I'm so I'm so grateful for that because one of my greatest fears since the pandemic has started is like, what if my kid fucking dies to like to COVID? And I'm scared of that. Like, I know I would not be lucky enough to die during a plague. 
you know I'm going to get like fucking long COVID. Like that's just the story of my life. And that's fine. If I have long COVID, I can do the show a lot longer because I can sit. Right. True. True, true, true. Right. Listen, silver lining. But um, that said, I I am if we if we have to be um, stuck at a pandemic level where everybody's just going to fucking get it. I'm glad it's not as bad as the flu frankly. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm obviously very happy to hear that you are uh, not that sick. Um, but it does, um, yeah, it does suck. It does suck, but thankfully Mm -hmm. you're feeling well, which means we were able to do our episode this week. And because we have always been long distance BFFs and record, um, you know, at different ends of the country, it did not interrupt because it's okay. I can, I'm more than six feet away from you, sadly. Uh, no, and this year, know, yeah. also good. <laughs> you're like, what? but also good. Um, but yeah, this week we decided to, uh, stick like new year's slash holidays. So I found a new year's book. Did you find a new year's book or a holiday book? Okay. Listen. Oh no. We lost another great this week. Mm-hmm. We lost the, incomparable betty white we sure did uh-huh uh-huh and betty white ever everybody who messaged me to say betty white has died i was like she did not die she made the conscious decision to leave her corporeal form behind and just say fuck it to 2022 and just ascended. she had the power yeah she had the power to do so um don't think of her as dead think of her as just leaving this earthly plane with two middle fingers raised saying oh bye bye <laughs> um so with that said i actually i read golden girls new year's fanfic this week oh my god incredible yes. Yes. why didn't you tell me i would have made some cheesecake god damn it i know i know but you know what i i will say though that it was very difficult to find um one as specific as I did to New Year's uh, with Rose as a protagonist, but Rose Rose's uh, features in my book quite a bit. Okay, um, my book <laughs> on my internet fanfic thread that I read. <laughs> um, but yes, I did go with New Year's as my theme. I did. Wonderful, I did. wonderful. Well, I chose a New Year's book that is it Amish. Re- no, it's not Amish. It's okay. Australian. It's Australian. <gasps> Crikey. It's from Australia. I can't even see. Okay, this is such a problem. I can't do accents, and this book is going to require me to do two different accents. <sighs> okay, okay. Think of Australian. Australian is like what? Crikey. I can't even, like, start Start me off. Start me off on an Australian okay. accent. Start me off. Start Australian, me off. and I, I say this with love. Yeah. I say this with love. Yes. It is a lazy, drunk English accent is how I've heard it described. I do not believe that all right. Australians no, are drunk. <laughs> but that's what it is. That's what it is. Okay. A so- lazy, drunk English accent. I'm sorry. Australia, you know, I fucking love you with all my heart. But that's how the greats describe it in the like masterpiece theater and shit. Okay, well, I read a book called yes. mm-hmm. Cupboard Cutie. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh, 
Okay. Get ready. Um, and it's written. <laughs> okay. It's written by Jane Kingsley, and she's an mm-hmm. Australian author of from Sydney. Oh, I can't even do this. I was in Australia. Sydney. Yeah. Sydney. I was in Sydney. Australia. Yeah. Wallaby. I can't. I just want to go British so hard. Okay. Um, she's okay. an Australian author of contemporary romance. Did not know anything about her when I picked up this book, but super don't hate the fact that she worked for 12 years in the world of fashion. You know I love fashion. So she I know you do. went from working in fashion to writing novels. And her first novel came out in 2019. So like she's very new on the scene. And this particular book is a novella that I got okay. from the Kobo store. And it was published in 2020. So Sam is a lady. And she is a volunteer firefighter who is also a veterinarian. And why is she a volunteer firefighter? Well, when one of the great fires burned across Australia, <clears throat> one of them, um, it burnt, yeah, it burnt her family's farm in the outback and her parents died. And she was rescued by a volunteer firefighter. And so she's from the outback. You <laughs> big. She's from the outback where they have bloomin' onions. See, I can't. I just go well, British. Don't disrespect <laughs> a fucking bloomin' onion, bud. Okay. Yum, yum. So, <laughs> yum, yum, yum. So she, okay, so she's a volunteer firefighter because a firefighter saved her life. And she's also a veterinarian. And she, mm-hmm. like, doesn't charge people nearly as enough money. So her vet clinic is not doing super well. And she's just doing the goddamn most. So one of mm-hmm. her fellow volunteer firefighters nominated her for like basically best citizen of the year and she ended up winning which meant she got a ticket to a thousand dollar a person new year's eve party on a fancy yacht oh my 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 in sydney so she went from the outback to sydney and um you know she's kind of tomboyish kind of from a small town sometimes thinks i really got to get away but also was like i'm just a small town gal so she's teetering on her stilettos on a boat She's like, what am I doing here? Everyone is like bougie and snobby and looking right past her and she's alone. And she's like, this was a fucking terrible idea. I hate this. Mm -hmm. So she just keeps telling herself, okay, well, at least the like profits from this evening are going to a good cause. And like, at least it got me out of, you know, my small town and whatever. So she's kind of meandering along, feeling really uncomfortable and across the yacht is Devereaux Jackson. Known- oh my god, that name. Devereaux is known Devereaux. by his friends as Jack. <laughs> what? Because his last name is Jackson. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, that's a fucking reach. <laughs> okay, pardon Devereaux, me. Also known as Pete. Yeah, no. De- <laughs> Devereaux Jackson. Kyle. Also known as Jack. Is also there because he cares a great deal about the cause as well. Mm-hmm. But he's also hoping to be there in a stealthy way, which unfortunately doesn't happen because Jack is British and he, he is. is a socialite because his parents are both <laughs> British actors that are constantly in the news for like divorcing, getting back together, divorcing, having affairs. They're just like constantly courting the paparazzi. So he's under the limelight, but he hates it, but he feels trapped. Because he's like, well, my money allows me to do things and I want to put those things to good use. But then everyone always thinks that there's like malicious intent or that it's just a publicity stunt and that I don't actually care about these causes, but I really do. I'm just like really angsty. 
so he's on this yacht just wanting to hang out with his friends you know make show face donate some money but he is being just absolutely trampled by opportunistic women aka gold diggers and just thirsty no women throwing themselves at him so he's uncomfortable and he's like get me the fuck out of this goddamn party and then at one point he has like a bit of a meet cute where he literally runs into Samantha who like because of her solanos like can't walk on the boat and she trips and falls and he like catches her legit meet cute and Aww. he realizes oh this woman doesn't know who I am and she's just like embarrassed like oh sorry 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 and he's like no it's fine and he's like smitten because this is the thing this is what I've learned from every sex worker I know and it was also prominent in the film Hustlers <laughs> <laughs> where famous men love when you don't recognize them. Like if you're hot and you're a woman and you're just like, oh, who are you? They like cannot get enough because they're just used to like easy pussy basically, right? So he is smitten that this woman is like, oh, you're cute. But like, I don't know who the fuck you are. Anyways, bye. And he's like, oh my God, I'm intrigued. I'm in love. Who is this woman? And they exchange names. And he said like, oh, hi, I'm Jack. And she's like, oh, hi, I'm Sam. I'm Sam. Um, and that was it. But he is now like, oh my God, I'm intrigued by this woman. I got to figure out more information about her. So he's trying to find out more information about her. The night's going on. She's miserable. All of a sudden she thinks she hears like gunshots and she looks and the sky is lighting up because there's fireworks and she gets triggered because sounds the fire makes her think that her family's fire is happening again oh. so she is freaked out so she goes and yeah. hides in a closet what we would call a closet but what i discovered in australia i guess they call cupboards <laughs> so she's in a Okay. I, I thought it was like an Indian in the hundred percent. I thought it was an Indian yeah. in the cupboard situation. Yeah, it was like, is she gonna shrink and turn into an action figure and go in a cupboard? No. It is I mean, that I she, wish. I mean, goals. Um, but no, she hides in the closet, and she's like, okay, okay, just calm down, just calm down. I have PTSD. Fireworks scare the shit out of me. I was like, Sam, I'm with you. I get it. Then she's like in there and she's in the dark and she's like, okay, okay, okay. I'm in like, she got into like the belly of the boat, which is like the room. So she's in a, someone's room. There's no one in there and she's hiding in the closet. All of a sudden the door opens and someone runs in with her and she's like, oh no, what's this? And he's like, hey, sorry, just trying to get away from stuff. And she's like, oh, is there another British man on the boat? Like this dumb bitch doesn't figure out who the fuck this guy is. <laughs> So they start chatting and they hit it off and um, she's like, what's your name? And then he's like, oh, Devereaux. And then just like they keep chatting about something else. And then he finds like, oh, what are you doing here? And she's like, oh, I got scared by the fireworks and then talks about her family. And then what about you? And he's like, oh, like I'm kind of famous, but I don't want to be. And I'm being like clamored all over and I just wanted some privacy and like, if you don't like, I know it's kind of weird that we're both like sitting in the dark, but like, I'm kind of into this because I can just like get away from people and we can just have an honest conversation. She's like, yeah, this is actually kind of nice. So they just like hit it off. He finds out that she's a vet in a struggling business and that she's a volunteer firefighter and that she's there because she's a good person. And he's super into that. And it's like, oh, I would love to um, be an investor in your vet clinic. And she's like, oh my God, that's like, that's a bit much. We just met. And he's like, look, I got more money than I know what to do with. Talks about his family. And then he's 
saying, oh, you know, I'm here because I'm making some investments myself and I want to start a nonprofit to save the turtles. And she's like, oh, my God, I've always wanted to go to the Great Barrier Reef because I'm a vet. And he was like, oh, my God, love that. I'll take you there sometime. She's like, "Mm -hmm, "Okay." And he's like, no, like, I will invest in your business. She's like, "Okay." He's like, look, I got to go and like finish up a couple business deals, but um, we should totally reconnect. Like, um, what's your name? And she's like, oh, it's Sam. And then he realizes it's the woman I've been looking for all evening. So he also is a dumb fuck. So he leaves to go settle some business. And she's now just like, oh, my God, did I just meet the man of my dreams in a closet? Like, what is happening? I mean, true gay tale, if I've ever heard one. Um, And she leaves and is like, "Okay, I'm going to get a drink and then I'm going to meet up with this guy and we're going to have a wonderful time. And then it's midnight, which means fireworks go off again. So she's like, oh, no. And then he hears fireworks and he's like, Samantha, I need to find Samantha. And so then he runs up to her and finds her and grabs her in his arms and they kiss at midnight. And then he says, yes, I will um, not only take you onto the barrier reef, but would you like to come with me as part of my turtle nonprofit? And you could be the vet at my turtle nonprofit. And she's like, oh, okay. My God. You know, turtles breathe out their butts. I mean, turtles are single-handedly the reason why we don't have straws anymore. One video of a turtle with a straw up its nose, and now we can't have straws anymore. Um, But I love turtles. I love turtles so much. I recently went on a date with someone who brought me to a sanctuary where I saw turtles, and I was like, are you my soulmate? (laughs) Sorry, is there like a turtle sanctuary nearby? There is a turtle. Went to a planetarium. (laughs) Went to a planetarium in Toronto, and there's like a turtle part of the planetarium. Is a planetarium? No. What do you call that? Not planetarium. The one where it's like plants, but it's a greenhouse. But you can check it out. What's that called? Like a biodome. Biodome. Yeah. 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 Not not the movie from the nineties. I mean, that Uh, movie was great, but uh, I just. perfect film no no i mean you can't watch it you can't watch any uh poly shore film now and think it's appropriate for the times they did not age well but at the time at the time i mean brendan fraser oh no he was in encino man sorry i confused you know man yeah oh brendan fraser in that movie yeah so hot okay so (laughs) um cupid in the cupboard not to be confused with indian in the cupboard didn't hate it honestly it was a novella so it was very short very quickly paced um like yeah the writing wasn't terrible the dialogue wasn't i mean it's you know a very typical meet cute and stuff but otherwise very lovely um not no spice like they just kiss at midnight but i'm gonna give it two out of five because there was Ooh. like some some tension and like it was very like romantic not necessarily sexy but very very i did the romance felt authentic to me so i'm gonna give it Two out of five Vegemite sandwich. And Ooh. I'm going to go a little bit. Um, it's our last episode of the season. And so I'm going to go a little bit racy. Oh, and okay. for the sex toy, I am going to say an anal hook. Like, you know how it can be like an excellent anchor? Choice. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Thank um, you. Choice. I yeah. figured it's yachting. It's a boat, you know? An anal nice. hook slash okay. anchor situation. That's what I'm going with. Very much doesn't fit the tone of, although, no. you know, they could have been 
they could have gotten freaky in that closet when they finally realized who each other were. But yeah, I'm giving it uh, two out of five Vegemite sandwiches and uh, I'm assigning it an anal hook. That is my nice. that is my rating. Yeah. Please, Renee, that. please tell yeah. me everything about the Golden Girls fan fiction that you read this week. Sure. Sure. So um, I'm just going to start out. I have incredible um, just brain cloudiness. Um, so I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best. Now, I never I never watched The Golden Girls. I haven't watched it um, the way that, you know, I haven't watched it religiously. I've watched it with, like, my nana. I've seen, you know, the episodes here and there. I've seen some of the you know, better episodes that have made their rounds on the internet, but I never, I haven't watched it like from start to finish the way I do with most television shows. Um, but I learned a lot reading this fanfic. <laughs> um, and it was beautiful. Now, before I start, Betty White, um, 99 years young. Icon, a legend, yeah. a ground, Truly. a pioneer, uh, mm-hmm. you name it. Yeah. Yeah, so she played Rose on the show, but she was originally going to be Blanche. And Blanche, as we know, is the slutty golden girl. Mm-hmm. Um, now, my story centers around a relationship between Dorothy and Blanche. Dorothy, who I obviously, um, if I were to be a golden girl, because I wouldn't call myself one of the Sex and the City ladies, I would be I would be Dorothy on the Golden Girls. Um, <clears throat> but Blanche has the best accent. So, you know, she sure does. Exactly. So Betty White was originally supposed to be Blanche. Now, I'm glad it wasn't her, but, you know, she was great on the show. She was kind of like the butt of the joke for everything. But, you know, she never knew it. And that was the bit. And, I, you know, I fucking live for a bit, Julie. Mm -hmm. Now, Rose was one of nine children. I don't know if you knew that. And she had five children of her own on the show. She co-owned a hotel with Blanche. By the end of the series, which again, I did not know because I haven't watched the show, <laughs> but it's fun facts. And Betty White won an Emmy for her role in The Golden Girls. That's some fun facts for you. Well, thank you. Also, did you know that um, Betty White never had children of her own? Yes, I did see your post on Instagram mm-hmm. and I thought that was a f- I childless that was by so choice. Great. Childless by yes. choice. You know what? I would also be childless by choice. So if anybody hears any banging around, it's because my kids are upstairs with their tablets so we can do the show. Um, <laughs> what if I could? What if I could? Um, don't worry. I, Julie loves her godchildren. I love my children. That's fine. Um, <laughs> Things been a little different in my life. Now there was no shortage, Julie, of Golden Girl fanfic. No shortage whatsoever. Um, but I wanted something that was New Year's related, and I decided to settle because I could not find a Rose specific fanfic that was around the holidays. But I found plenty of Blanche and Dorothy, and that's because they were best friends on the show. Best friends. Uh-huh. So this one's from 2016. Has not been updated since 2017. However, Moon Chan um, has been active as of 2020. And I may send them a little message just to let them know how much I fucking love their story. Because it was beautiful. (sighs) So mine actually had 12 chapters. 
one chapter for every month of the year. I know. I know. And it was lovely. So my story starts where Blanche did not get her New Year's kiss. And Blanche is a little superstitious. And because she did not get her kiss, she's freaking out. So she's been dropped off at her house. And um, she walks in and Dorothy, her best friend, is like, what's going on? She's like, I didn't get my kiss. And she's freaking out. And so she decides she's going to kiss Dorothy. Now, Dorothy, if you've watched anything about the Golden Girls, is obviously the closet lesbian on the show. Um, and when she kisses Blanche back, she is into it. It's almost as if she's been waiting for this moment for many, many years. Um, and she's hooked. And Blanche is happy because... She got her New Year's Eve kiss, but she also really leaned into it. She was like, this feels right. But Blanche being the Southern Belle that she is, she pulls away and she kind of runs away and she's like, all right, that's that. Now, this being the late 80s, early 90s, different time, she's kind of freaking out. And even though Blanche has a gay brother, which again, I learned through this fanfic, um, she... And, you know, she has learned to accept her gay brother. She is weirded out. She's not sure what to do because this isn't her bag. She is slutty. She is the slutty golden girl, right? She's all about hooking up with men. And so she's not quite sure what to do. So in true Blanche fashion, she leans into dating men and she hooks up with Robert. And Robert is a very rich, older gentleman with a yacht and blah, blah, blah. Now, Dorothy can't get this idea of Blanche out of her head because, you know, she's loved her for years. She's loved her for years. They've been best friends, but also she's cared about her deeply for many, many years and thought this this was maybe like, you know, crossing that threshold with uh, Blanche. So after a few weeks of Blanche kind of avoiding Dorothy, Dorothy's like, hey, we need to talk about what happened on New Year's Eve. And she's like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about classic Blanche and she's like we fucking made out she's like I don't think we made out sugar and she's like no no we fucking kissed and it was magical we both felt something so what is up she's like nothing I don't date ladies the way that you do and she's like how do you know that I date ladies because <laughs> we all fucking know B come on um <laughs> so Blanche just kind of gives her the cold shoulder and and Dorothy's like but I love you I've always loved you and she's like well I don't feel the same way and leans into her relationship with Robert meanwhile Dorothy who is a teacher but also a student she's learning Spanish which I think is a lot of fun for her good for her um she is just kind of trying to live her life and um she ends up watching this like I guess LA Law episode with all the other Golden Girls and in that episode two of the characters make out and they're ladies and she's just like holy shit time is changing because this I guess is the mid 90s I guess like pre L word but not but like maybe like post rent right and she's like holy shit and Blanche's noticeably uncomfortable with this because like it's never happened but the characters on the show one of them is like oh did i misread 
the, the cue that you were giving me? And she's like, I don't know. Huh? And they try to fluff it off like early 90s lesbian connection did right on popular television. Um, and so uh, Blanche is like visibly upset and then like leans in harder with her boyfriend, Robert. Um, but people start to notice like the reaction that Blanche had to that lesbian moment on LA law and Blanche's commentary on it. So Rose played by Betty White is like, Hey, did something happen between you two? Cause like, I noticed that you two are kind of being weird and you haven't really been super close since new year's and you guys both said some weird shit almost like we're on tv after we watched this tv episode and she's like i don't know what you're talking about rose take a fucking hike because that's how they treated betty white which is too bad but as the comedic master that she was she leaned into it um so as time goes on um there's a moment where there's like a dance competition and Blanche and Rose and Dorothy all go to it uh, because there's a thousand dollar prize and whoever wins it is going to, they're going to go buy a new dress. Uh, but then Blanche's dance partner twists his ankle. And then um, Dorothy is just there for fun. Like moral support is like, I'll dance with you Blanche. And they fucking win the dance competition. So no. the next day they go and they buy their dresses and shit. And they're like, Oh my God, you're so beautiful. And there's just like, tension and tension and tension and at a certain point blanche or not blanche dorothy has like a fucking wet dream about blanche and then masturbates <sighs> if you can imagine because senior ladies who are postmenopausal also masturbate get over yeah. it watch grace and frankie fucking yeah, exactly do buy yourself a, a favor buy a sex toy from lily tomlin <laughs> yeah right miss frizzle <laughs> um <laughs> wahoo um so they do that, and then um, there's an uh, there's a scene where um, Dorothy's friend Jean from college, who they experimented together, um, who I believe, according to this fanfic, had a crush on Rose at some point, but because Rose is just like the kindest, gentlest, loveliest, most aloof human being on the Golden Girls, and like never gets hurt about anything, didn't realize that Jean had a crush on her. Um, so Jean comes to visit and um, then Blanche's boyfriend, Robert, is visiting and he's like, I fucking hate her. She's a dyke. And Blanche is like, why is that a problem? And he's like, because they're immoral. They're against God. Blah, blah, blah. And then Blanche fucking breaks up with him because she don't have the time, Julie. She don't have the fucking time. She's like, you know what? I thought you were smarter than that. And I thought you were better than that, but clearly you aren't. So get the fuck out of my life. And he like, she like runs him out of the golden girl's house. Yes. Like, yes. Fucking Blanche. And so then, um, she and Dorothy start to really like lean into it because Dorothy's or not. Blanche has had an opportunity to really just like figure herself out and realize what's important to her. And obviously not shaming her, herself or the people she cares about for who they love is a really big part of her individuality and what's important to her and she um and dorothy by mid-year start dating and become an official item oh. and then uh by the end of the year uh blanche's gay brother comes to visit and he's like i didn't know you were an item and she's like that's just because we're not spreading it around town and uh yeah 
And uh, that's how it ends. That they are a beautiful couple who love each other sincerely. And it's the way it should always been. It's it's how the Golden Girls should have ended with Blanche and Dorothy as a couple. With Rose being the supportive bitch that she always is. You know what? Sophia can go take a fucking hype. <laughs> She's just mean. She's just fucking mean. She's so mean. So what's your uh what's your spice scale, bud? I was pleasantly surprised that there was a masturbation scene in my book due to a um like a hot dream about them making out. And our author, who has been very clear, I believe they're Chinese. Um English isn't their first language, but it was perfectly written. Um nice. Yeah, and they do a lot of fanfic. Um but I was like because they surprised me with it, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. So I'm, because, you know, I fucking live for a good fanfic, Julie, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 for Ooh. Spice, only because it's a fanfic. Now, there was no, there were no sex scenes. And I will admit that I read two other books before this. One was called um, New Year's on Lesbian Paradise Island. Um <laughs> Jesus which was literally just an orgy the the whole 17 pages i read it and then the other one was part of the temptation collection from harlequin early 90s um called new year's night night with a k but it opened with a fucking stealthing while oh, this woman was asleep and then no. she gets pregnant and i was like no not for me that's not for me um so this is getting it a 9 out of 10 on principle but um there was no penetration or there certainly was no orgy action like um, New Year's on Lesbian Paradise Island, uh, but I'm I loved it, and I love the idea that um, fiction exists for um, the senior readers, yes, or that includes senior readers. I love that because I am afraid of my inevitable death and my aging, and so to see that there are loving beautiful relationships um in the future i love that i love that now as far as sex toys go um i know that stds are rampant in seniors homes but because because they lived in their own home together the only person bringing stds in that house is probably blanche but i feel like blanche played safe so um for the sake of their growing together i'm just gonna say you know what? Let's let's have some uh, romantic cheesecake before they get busy. They don't need any sex toys because they have each other. They're just gonna yeah. they're gonna they're gonna feed each other cheesecake. They're gonna scissor mm. and eat some cheesecake. I like it. Yeah. Like Fun it. fact: though, my nana who lived to be ninety eight years young, but maybe older because she lost her birth certificate and had <laughs> Alzheimer's, um, <laughs> she passed away after she insist on eating cherry cheesecake for breakfast um oh. and i think that's awesome so Fuck here's yeah. to cheesecake here's to senior citizens getting freaky safely yeah. um and here's to dorothy and blanche and betty white may rest in power forever in the universe where you wherever you have gone yes yes finger snaps over here i think you should just go right into your reenactment bud I think you should just do it. Tell us. I'm excited to do a Blanche. Okay. Um, I don't know how much I'm going to read because I am a little blurry, but here we go. 
Are you ready? Hells yeah. Okay. <clears throat> but I didn't get my New Year's kiss and it's almost midnight. Blanche yelled desperately at the end of the night before closing the door with a bang. Darn it. Her latest date disaster had just stormed out a few minutes to 12 because of some last minute purity concerns and suddenly her sacred tradition was in danger. How was she going to start into the new year without a kiss? With a sigh, she returned to the sofa where instead of her date, there was only Dorothy left who, as usual, hadn't been able to get a date to begin with. Rose was out with Miles and Sophia was at a party with some of her senior friends. Blanche sat down next to her best friend, moping. That didn't go too well, did it? commented Dorothy. Oh, what do you care? Your tone for the next 365 days doesn't need to be set. It's always the same. So is yours, honey. Why does it matter if you kiss someone now? We both know that in a few days' time you'll have some new, someone new to ease your lonely nights. Even though Blanche was looking at the TV, she could still hear how her friend rolled her eyes. You don't understand, Dorothy. I have to kiss someone at midnight or... Sooner than she thought, the television guy interrupted her and announced the countdown to midnight. Cheerful people counted down from ten and toasted with champagne while Blanche pouted. Ten seconds later, the fireworks started and a thought crossed Blanche's mind. Maybe everything was not lost yet. She looked at her, she looked at her friend to her left, contemplating her as she saw her for the first time that night. Dorothy uh, seemed to feel her glance and turned around slowly. Oh, what the hell, Blanche mumbled, and before Dorothy had a chance to react, the southern belle planted a gentle kiss on her lips. With surprise, she realized how Dorothy was, how different, and yet how alike kissing her was to, well, kissing. Gently, her best friend started to respond, and although the fir at first she was caught aback, after a second she gave in to the temptation. Maybe it was the alcohol, the spirit of the night, maybe just curiosity. But this kiss was the most intriguing one she'd had in a while, and she'd had quite a few. The tickling of Dorothy's long fingers as they combed through her hair, the softness of her cheek underneath Blanche's hand, the sweet moistness of her mouth. Blanche finally withdrew with a sigh as if she were waking up. All the other sens sensations came back to her, and the noise of the TV suddenly deafening. Now what kind of tone does that set for the year, Dorothy asked, still not taking her eyes off Blanche or her hand off her knee. Ah, I'm not so sure. It was probably really silly of me, Blanche said, trying to laugh it off. Oh, never mind. Blanche felt relieved when Dorothy took her hand back after a tense silence and directed her attention to the TV instead of insisting on the issue. She stayed at her side for a while, trying to enjoy the program and the rest of the night, but she just couldn't bring herself to like it. As soon as she felt it uh, was inconspicuous, she excused herself and went to bed, but lying there alone in the dark didn't make, make it easier. She tried to fall asleep, but the impressions haunted her. She couldn't stop feeling the gentle caress of her friend's tongue against hers, hearing her soft sigh as she let go, and it all made her feel even madder at herself. Why had she done this? And even worse, why was she reacting like this? That had been only Dorothy, for God's sakes, not exactly a dream of her sleepless nights. Well, until tonight, she thought, as the clock t uh, turned to 2.30 a.m. and she was still wide awake. Normally, she had gone to the kitchen in search of something edible, preferably cheesecake. But now she didn't even dare to do that. What if Dorothy was up too? No, she couldn't risk meeting her now. The others were bound by uh, to be, by ho be home by now, although... Rose might stay at her boyfriend's. 
Blanche flitted at the thought of the long holiday ahead. Both the museum and the school were closed on January 1st, and she hadn't made any plans. Thank you. Thank you so much. Sensual. Thank you. What you got for me, girl? Well, I'm going to end us on a real terrible note, Ravage Love fans. I'm going to butcher a whole bunch of accents. Okay, so Sam, Australian, she's there hiding in the cupboard because she has PTSD. Jack or Devereaux, British, about to hide in the closet because he's trying to get away from gold diggers. Sam had nearly choked when the other door to the cupboard slid open, revealing a large dark silhouette that stepped inside. Thankfully, her side was still in darkness. The cupboard was long and just tall enough for her to sit within the space. Never in a million years had she figured anyone would hop in there with her. Silence stretched before the mystery person sort of coughed, perhaps to hide a choke. Given the delicious scent that now filled the air, cinnamon and a heady mix of masculine spice, she assumed the mystery person was male. Uh... Um, I'm hiding from someone. Does that count as an excuse? <laughs> Sam smiled. Yeah, I guess I'll take that. <laughs> so you're just hanging out in a cupboard, are you? Another Brit on board? What were the chances? There was a definite grin behind the words which had the corner of her mouth tugging upwards. <laughs> oh, fuck. Cranky, cranky. Okay. Of course, I can't do it. <laughs> It's a new trend. Kid, no, how is this Australia? I can't do it. Crikey! Of course, it's a new trend. Kids are doing it. Why do I feel like if I just go louder, that it'll make it work? <laughs> just do you, Julie. It's, you're the only one of us that's been to Australia. <laughs> Of course, it's been a trend. Kids are doing it everywhere. Hashtag copper dwelling. (laughs) (laughs) There was a blip of silence before he erupted into soft laughter. The sound was strangely soothing and sent tingles down her spine. I can't say I've stumbled across this trend. Maybe I must up my social media game. Maybe, she chuckled. I take it to Devereaux. Regrettably, yes. Sam cocked her head. Odd response, but then didn't she wish you were someone else some days? You don't like your name? Or or uh, you don't like the person who's using it just now? Actually, it's both. Sam nodded, realizing after a beat that he wouldn't be able to see her acknowledgement. She opened her mouth to say something else, but closed it. He was probably only hiding out to still be polite. If, if you don't know anyone on board, then why did you buy a ticket? Her brows lifted, partly because he was continuing the conversation in darkness with a complete stranger, but also because it was quite a personal question. I didn't buy one, actually. I suppose you could say I won it. (laughs) Oh, you're a golden ticket winner for good deeds done. The smile went back in his voice, but the way he said it, it was so genuine. Like he was truly wanting to hear her answer. Right, that's me. Congratulations. I'd love to hear more about what you were nominated for. Really? (laughs) (laughs) You don't think it's strange? Again, with the chuckle, the sound sending even more strands of delight shooting to her chest. Why did this man's voice sound so appealing? 
<laughs> I think this is a lot strange, and yet it's also nice. Do you mind if we just talk for a little bit longer? Here, I like how peaceful it is. She understood exactly what he meant. As odd as this was, it felt unthreatening and intriguing. Still, she probably shouldn't let her guard down. This guy could be anyone. All right. So long as you're not an axe murderer or something. No, no murderous past or ill intentions, I swear. Besides, at a thousand dollars a ticket, I'd have to be desperate to choose this as my playground. Stranded on a boat? I'd be caught in minutes. She smiled at his strange humor, but commented instead on his accent. The smooth luster. Do you hear that smooth luster I gave you, Renee? The smooth so luster. <laughs> the smooth luster to his voice only added to his appeal. You sound British! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I am born and bred in London. I've just moved to Australia, though. <laughs> Sam nodded, her smile sliding to more of a grimace as she considered her own lack of travel experience. Oh, I've never been to London, but I'd like to visit one day. I'd be happy to give you the highlights list. Do I detect an avoidance to answering my question, though? Sam frowned, then it dawned on her. My good deed? Yeah? Yes. <laughs> and I will leave it there because everyone else is already cringing so <laughs> that was it's beautiful I mean it might be my finest work I think it's definitely a strong note to end on it was phenomenal also your British accent is very very strong I'm gonna say that like it is it's crisp it's good a cockney yeah Right? I think it's because, yeah, you're right. I can do a pretty good, um, I come from trash in the UK, not a posh one. I can do a trash one. I think it's because I am Canadian trash and I just connect to other pieces of trash. But I do not know why the Australian one is like impossible to me. Oh, it's so hard, Julie. Like the amount of times I had to masterclass on, <laughs> like on YouTube, like I, anytime I have to do Australian, I have to go back and redo it. It's hard. It's, it's not, you can't just pull an Australian accent out of your ass. You got a masterclass. And if you have a masterclass, then there's no way you can know. As a, you're a French speaking Canadian I, woman. Don't beat like, yourself up. Thank you. I'm ESL. So there's that. Um, yeah. But goddamn, what a strong note to end on. It's happy 2022 people. I also, before we finish, Julie, I want to say that Blanche's last name was Devereaux. I know. I know. It was Blanche Devereaux. I know. A great name. I um, know. And to call yourself just, Devereaux Jack. But again, then I was I rolled my eyes at his name. Blanche Jack. <sighs> Jack Blanche, if you know what I'm saying. Um, that just brings us back to fucking night, night, Nightmare Before Christmas. So, oh. um... I'm right. What a reference. What a wonderful reference. Because he was a white skeleton man. Yes. And his name was Jack. See, you know what? This COVID is not bad, is what I'm saying. <laughs> it, it'll help you. No, 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 no. Everyone ignore Renee. That is a bridge too far. <laughs> no. Go, go and get your vaccinations and your booster shots. I cannot go get my booster shot, which is why. I sound like I'm drunk right now. Because you, you have the COVID brain fog. But it made for I some really excellent do. podcast fodder. So thank you for mustering the energy to join this conversation. Thank you. Uh, I, you know what? This is my 
that been the highlight of my year. I think this has been our strongest season yet. And I am looking forward to a break. We got a lot of, I have a lot of personal things that are happening in January that I'm really excited about, um, including getting over COVID. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we have earned a break. Yeah. We've earned a break. Yeah. yeah. When are we coming back, Julie? Valentine's Day, bitch. Yes. February 2022. Yeah, we just keep bringing the hints. It'll be season four. And mm-hmm. in the meantime, do not fret. We're going to keep bringing you some solid top shelf content on social media. So make sure you yes. follow us. Go and look for the cover of our books. We're going to have mm-hmm. lots of memes, lots of mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of swag to give away in 2022. So you're going to make sure to follow us so you can get some prizes. Speaking of swag, the one and the only Wit Slorp sent me some items for a prize pack. So Ooh. if you're listening this and you have not yet listened to our Halloween episode with Witslorp, you're going to want to go back and listen to that because when we do a draw for this particular bundle, you're going to have to have listened to that to know the answer to the questions for this draw. Boom, baby. This is me telling you now. All right. You have a month. Yeah. To make it priority. Yeah. Do not think we didn't fucking warn you because we don't warn you. Mm-hmm. So. And here's what I want to say too is that we um, are going to profile more local artists in mm-hmm. season four. We're going to have more content. We're going to take more suggestions. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have more guests, I hope. Mm-hmm. I love having guests. I love live guest. for it. I love a guest. Yeah. Love and um, if you. Listen, if you want to draw art for the show, we will feature the fuck out of it. Oh my god. You yeah. will features on features on features. A hundred percent. And not just do you get Ravage Love feature, you get a Julie Lalone feature and she has thousands of followers and a Renee feature. I have a couple hundred followers <laughs> and my account is private, but they matter. They will buy your shit. They will, f- my, my followers will buy your shit. Um, absolutely. hundred percent. They will. And, uh, ba 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 What else was I going to say? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I have COVID. <laughs> you have COVID and you have brain fog accordingly. So I'm going to mm-hmm. wrap this up for us. Thank you. Happy new year, Renee. <laughs> I think that's a big ask. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are entering 2022 with full-blown COVID, so I understand. Not ideal, but I love mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. I love you, I too. love doing this podcast. I love our listeners. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. I'm going to sing us out. I'm going to do okay. it. All right. You know what? This is the last one. Last <clears> one <throat> for season three. Hit me. Wait. <clears throat> Let me just get comfy here. Okay. Wait. Okay. I'm good. Let's do this. And a one and a two and a one, two, three. Ravage love. Ravage love. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Artwork for the podcast was created by Karen McKnight. Special thanks to Press Start to Join for production assistance. For gaming and tech news, search Press Start to Join or on social media at PS, the number two, J Show. Connect with us online at Ravage Love on Instagram and by email at ravagelove.podcast at gmail.com. Ravage Love.